Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. We got a great show tonight. It's a show that I've really been looking forward to. We've got a college coach with us. We've got Coach Raleigh Goulding. He is the head coach at the College of San Manteo. Hey, Coach, are you here? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can absolutely hear you and can't thank you enough for just taking a little bit of time out of your day and evening just to uh, spend with us. Absolutely appreciate it. You know what? Before we really get into it, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself just a little bit and give us some background as to maybe where you played and, and how you got into coaching? Yeah, so I, um, I grew up around, around coaches and, and baseball, obviously. My dad was a um, longtime coach. He Spent most of his time at James Logan High School in uh, the East Bay, Union City. And so, you know, I was that little guy running around with the helmet backwards when I was three years old and um, all that kind of good stuff and uh, dragging the fungo around. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where I started wanting to wanting to coach was at a really young age. And so uh, I actually grew up in Tracy and uh, went to West High School out there and then I came to College of San Mateo uh, to play. It, that was back in 2010, 2011. And uh, kind of a, a funny connection there. The the head coach at the time, Doug Williams, who's still with us now as associate head coach, he uh, he played for my dad in, in the 80s on a uh, San Mateo Legion team for a couple of summers. And so that was, that was a connection here. And then um, I transferred out to, um, at the time, University of Texas Pan American. They're now – um, UTRGV Rio Grande Valley um, finished up playing there and graduated in December of 13 uh, and got right into coaching right right in January of 14 I had an opportunity to get into grad school and help out at Cal State Northridge for uh, Craig Moore was the head coach then and um, ended up spending six years down there and uh, summer of 19 we uh, we picked up our our act and brought it up to, to St. Mary's College, where I spent two years. And then um, summer of 21, I came back to CSM and uh, was the associate head coach for, for two years. And then just this summer, um, Coach Williams and I switched roles. And uh, so now I'm, I'm now the head coach and, and he's the associate head coach. And um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the quick version and uh, my stops along the way. So well, that's a great quick version. Uh, thank you for kind of going through that background. I absolutely appreciate it. It gives us a, get, a better sense of who you are. And what a connection to College of San Mateo, CSM. Yeah. Remarkable to think that your dad, you know, coached the coach that you played for. You know, I think that's pretty yeah. cool. And then for you to be a player and now to be a coach, what a special time. And I want to get into that in just a moment. But, mm-hmm. but kind of give us an idea in your playing career while you were playing. Hey man, what positions did you play? And uh, also kind of give us just your, what, what it was that really led you originally to CSM. Was it your dad or was it something else? Yeah. So I was an infielder uh, pretty much my, my whole life 
growing up. I played uh, mostly second base because I couldn't make the throw across the diamond until <laughs> like my junior year of high school. And uh, <laughs> uh, started to, you know, grow and grow a little bit, get bigger and stronger and started to gain some arm strength. And so uh, through college, I played uh, my freshman and junior years. I played mostly second and third. And then my my sophomore and senior years, I played shortstop um, pretty much ex- exclusively. And so, um, you know, coming out of high school, one of the, had some opportunities to some D2 schools and some, um, some division one walk on stuff that was kind of in the works. And so, you know, I thought just with, at, at that time with, you know, my strength and uh, or lack of strength and size at, uh, coming out of high school that I thought junior college would be, you know, the best route. And uh, then it became looking into, you know, what was the best place to go. And, you know, I, there were some very good options um, near home, you know, uh, some places I could have stayed home, but I really wanted to get away and get out of the house and uh, meet new people and get a different, different kind of uh, experience. And so, um, you know, my dad mentioned, Hey, I, you know, I know this, uh, this guy over at CSM pretty well, he played for me and things. And so we came over and checked it out and, you know, I just absolutely love the campus and, uh, and the area being, you know, just south of San Francisco and being a big Giants fan and stuff. That was kind of cool. And I thought, you know, this would be a really cool place to go. And they've had a ton of success. And that was something that I was looking for. And so, um, yeah, with, uh, you know, help from my parents with uh, footing the bill on the rent a little bit, which was awesome. I got to come out here and, and go to CSM for two years. So it was a it was an awesome decision. Um, you know, obviously coming back here as a coach now, it's uh, a place that I've, I've loved for a long time. I bet it is, man. That is yeah. so cool. So how has that experience being a player really kind of affected the way that, that maybe you're coaching today back at your, mm-hmm. back at your, your, you know, your stomping grounds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it's fun. You know, I, every once in a while, um, we had a lot of success when I was a player here and um, you know, a lot of our guys now will they'll want to know about that. And um, I think that's, that's really cool to just kind of be able to, to bridge that gap and say, Hey, you know, here's some of the things that, that I noticed as a, as a player that we were doing um, that, that we can do now and, you know, kind of painting that picture and doing some storytelling at time is, I think is fun. Um, but also just understanding the day-to-day life of these guys. I know, you know, exactly what they're going through. And um, that's, that's really fun because I'm able to, to connect with them in that way and um, build those relationships even, even tighter that, you know, we've been through it together and I, I did it now about a dozen years ago and uh, they're going through it now. And so it's, uh, that's the part I like, I think the most is being able to, have those common uh, common experiences with with our guys having gone through it. Absolutely, and I bet the players yeah. love it too, and really appreciate it because they know what you're talking about. You absolutely yeah. experienced as well, and so that they got to appreciate yeah. that that piece from you. Let Let me ask you now. You know that was certainly your experience, having been a player there, but having been a coach at the Division One level for numerous years. How how is that? how have you really been able to kind of translate that piece to the, to the guys that you're coaching now that really want to go to the next level? I am sure. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, that's one thing that's really fun about 
coaching at, at the junior college level is these guys are, are so motivated to, to move on that, uh, and not that the division one level doesn't have motivated players. Of course they are. They're, um, they work very hard too, but it's just maybe just a different level of maybe the finality, you know, with, with the junior college player, they know that, you know, I got, this is not going to be my last, my last step. And, um, that drive that they have is, is fun to be around every day. And then, you know, I hope I'm able to kind of give that experience and uh, paint a picture of maybe what they're going to expect at the next level. And, um, and one of the biggest differences that, that I see is just the, um, the amount of time that you're away from the coaches at the division one level that is left to you to, to get your work in because with the NCAA rules on Kara and things, there's, there's just not enough time to really um, get the amount of reps needed to continue to develop. And so that's one thing I try to, you know, tell our guys is, you know, right now in junior college, we can be with you. You know, I can get down there at 11 AM and throw you BP and I'll be with you for six hours a day, but you also need to learn to work on your own and get quality work in on your own. Um, Cause that's what, you know, is a big difference at, at the next level for sure. Absolutely. But that is a key to the junior college piece that there are not those restrictions. So it really helps with development with, with yes. that in mind, do you guys, do you play two seasons, one in the fall, one in the spring? Yeah. So we're allowed, we're allowed 10 contacts in the fall. Um, and we can play as many innings as, as we'd like in those 10 games. And so um, depending on our pitching and how many innings we have, we'll play anywhere from 12 to 16 innings. Um, you know, we usually play once or twice a week throughout the fall to get to those 10 games. Um, we try to play all 10. Um, I think some places do it a little differently. They choose to inner squad a little bit more than, than play outside teams. Um, but for us, we try to play, try to play all 10 throughout the fall. And, um, you know, with those 12 to 16 inning games, it's, it's almost 20, 20 games that we get in the fall. Um, there's scrimmage scrimmages and, you know, we're rolling, rolling innings here and there, but, uh, but yeah, we get to we get to play a lot, and that's it's good. That is good, and and generally speaking, about what size roster do you carry? So that's one thing I think is um, very different for us here at, at CSM is um, we have right now thirty one guys on our roster, and that was what we had when we started the fall. Um, and we'd like to have a few more. Uh, we'd like to be closer to thirty five with a few more pitchers, but. Um, and we try to keep our numbers, keep our numbers down because, you know, we found that, um, like we, you mentioned development and stuff and, um, uh, just being able to spend time with, with our guys, you know, if you have my opinion, 40, 40 hitters, it's, it's, uh, nearly impossible to get the amount of reps that are needed to truly, truly develop versus, uh, you know, for us, the, the perfect, the goal is 20 hitters and, and 15 pitchers and you know from day one of the fall we've got 35 guys and we we rock and roll with that and um, I think that leads to uh, some great camaraderie within the group you know these guys uh, we've seen it this year really well as they've you know by November they've really come together as a group and um, are gelling well and getting getting to know each other and um, that's fun to be around and so um so yeah, I think that's I think we're we're very unique in that way. I don't think many other places are that way, and I and I see the other side of it too. You know, it is junior college. I think that's 
it should be for for opportunities for for kids to play and things but um, that's just how we go about it and uh, yeah we keep our numbers pretty pretty low from from day one Hey, everyone that's able to join us this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate your support of Now D1, and thank you for the support of Coach Goulding as well. If you got in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, and we're going to be able to retweet it out later in its entirety. Hey, Coach, I got to tell you, I am really impressed with that roster size, and I couldn't agree more with you. And it's kind of – I don't want to use the word unfortunate, but it's almost – it's a little alarming. Sometimes you see some rosters out there that are – you know, 45, 50, 55 guys on a team. And, and uh, yeah. I think that's exciting to, to really be looking at 35 and below because I think yeah. one of the big pieces for kids to go to college and play college baseball is to have an opportunity to actually play college baseball. And, and mm-hmm. so I, I loved hearing that. that. I think that's just a fantastic approach. And, and uh, I'm sure that the guys on the team absolutely appreciate it too because they want to get those reps in. I, I think that's big-time stuff. Yeah, um, I think it's uh... – it's good. It breeds a, the competition amongst guys. And, uh, you know, the last, the last two years with the, the, the COVID backlog stuff was still kind of happening. We did have a, a much bigger roster, you know, last two years ago, we had 10 third year guys. And last year, I think we had eight. And so, um, we got to experience that too. And then we, you know, last year, I think we had like 45 guys and it was just, it was so hard to, to do the things that we wanted to do. And so now we're back to, reasonable and where we where we like to be so absolutely i think that covid year that extra that extra year (laughs) is kind of you know weeding itself out now slowly Mm -hmm. but it's starting to kind of bring all the numbers back to a little bit realistic terms hey you know one of our certainly i want to be mindful of our core audience which is really uncommitted prospects they're trying to figure out how they they can get an opportunity to play for you, coach, quite honestly, and and what the expectations are when they get there, maybe what some of the things are that are just different from high school uh, baseball and certainly travel baseball as well. And and kind of where I'm going with that is you've just had a lot of success, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. offensively and defensively. And I'm just kind of curious as to what types of strategies or techniques that are that you're teaching that may be a little bit more advanced than what the guys are seeing at a high school level. Yeah, I think, um, for one, the, just the sheer reps, you know, that's one thing I, I tell our guys is, um, you know, there is no, there's no secret sauce, you know, it's, it's about hard work and hard work consistently and being hard on yourself and holding yourself to a, a certain, you know, standard of execution that, um, it's hard because human nature is to kind of let off the, the gas pedal a little bit and get complacent. But um, I think that ultimately that's um, that's the difference. And I actually – we had a game yesterday, um, a fall game, and I was talking to one of our freshman pitchers after his outing, and he was saying um, – he goes, yeah, you know, every if I leave the ball up just a little bit, these guys are hitting it hard. And I go, yeah. I go, yeah, that's – that's the difference. And he goes, you know, in, in high school, you know, after the first maybe four or five hitters, I could just throw my fastball down the middle and mix in a slider. And I would just, you know, buzz through the bottom half of the lineup. And I go, yeah, that's, that's common. And that's, you know, people say all the time, you know, as the, as the pyramid gets to the top, it, you know, the talent level gets closer and closer. And I think uh, that's one of the, the major things that I've seen, the difference between high school and college and that prospects need to be prepared for is that 
um, you know, the room for error becomes much less. And that means, you know, your focus level needs to um, raise a little bit and you need to be focused on, on every pitch uh, because you don't get away with as many mistakes, you know, and uh, on the pitching side and, and offensively, you don't, you don't get to hit as many mistakes, right? Mm. You don't, you may get one or two in the box that, uh, versus in high school, you get maybe three or four. And so, um, you know, in terms of, uh, strategies and things, I think it's, it's just the consistent, consistent hard work. And I, I don't mean to over simplify it, um, in that way, but I, I really believe it's just, you know, day in and day out getting quality, quality reps and, and having a purpose, I guess, for, for what you're working on in that moment. Um, you know, I had an opportunity a few years ago. I was with, um, just when I was coaching at, at Northridge and one of our other coaches there, Tony Asaro is, uh, he, he was there with us and, uh, he had coached previously with, um, Bill Moziello. Uh, they were at Tennessee and so, but Mo had moved to TCU. And so, um, we picked a weekend and we went out there and, and watched them practice. And I remember Mo telling us, he goes, um, he had a saying, he said, the most important thing that we do is what we're doing right now. And, I, and that really, you know, I was 24 years old when, when I heard that. And that really, that really stuck with me because it, it made so much sense that if you do that consistently and you have something specific that you're working on um, all the time, uh, that, you know, those, those drops in the bucket are going are gonna to add up to, a, um, to an overall product, you know, on the field. So maybe it's working specifically with infielders on just our forehand today. They were working ground balls on the forehand side rather than just, Hey, we're, we're just taking ground balls. You know, it's uh, being specific in, in what you're doing and um, doing that day in and day out, I think adds up. Absolutely. That's a, Hey man, thanks again for that's a fantastic answer and all that makes sense. Yeah. And, and uh, I got to tell you, I was also doing just a little bit of research on you. You know, I just kind of wanted to find out, a little bit more of, about who you are before we started talking. And one thing that really just jumped, well, there's a couple of things that jumped out, but one thing in particular, you've had a lot of experience co- coaching summer baseball and a lot of positive experience with really good results and achievements. What is it, what is it for guys that are maybe in their freshman year of college right now, what is it that they can expect when they go and play on a summer team now? Yeah, I think summer ball is tremendous for baseball players specifically because, you know, at the higher levels, baseball is an everyday game. And we try to tell our guys that and uh, try to get them to understand that. But it's hard in, in college, that, especially junior college. You know, we play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So there's there's days in between. And um, at Division One, four-year level, you get that a little bit more playing maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But uh, in summer ball – it's truly that everyday grind of being able to learn a few different things. Like number one, you know, the mental side of that, you know, you have a great day one night, you go four for four with three doubles and you feel like King Kong. And then uh, the, ne- the next day, maybe you, you don't go through your pregame routine as, as well. You don't go, you don't do your, your warm up, your tea routine, your talk routine as focused and, all of a sudden you get humbled and you're over four with four, four punches the next night. And so it's being able to handle 
the good with the bad. And I think guys really learn how to do that in summer ball because there's no time to, to either, you know, rest on your laurels or sulk when you're not doing well, you got to get yourself ready to go the very next day. And um, then the physical side of that too, taking care of your body and, you know, understanding that you get a game the next night. And uh, that's where I really see guys grow in, in that area, having a, a year of summer ball under their under their belt when they come back as as sophomores or you know, at the four year level come back juniors seniors that have played a few summers so absolutely and again thank yeah. you for walking through that I mean it just makes so much yeah. sense to hear someone with the experience that you have really just kind of hit on the key points I mean it, it's it just makes it a lot easier to understand and I, I know there's a lot of kids that are out there in high school that are tenth eleventh grade and and they're trying to envision what their careers may look like and what the day-to-day may look like and what the seasons may look like. So thank you again for just kind of walking through that so they have a better understanding. And I, I got to tell you, Coach Gould, and this is the main thing that really popped out at me when I, when I, put, when I Googled your name. Man, I got to tell you, not only have you had a lot of athletic success and coaching success, you've had a lot of academic success. I mean, you certainly went out and got your your bachelor's, but you also got a master's degree. And that's just so impressive because obviously you were a ball player at the same time while you were going through Mm -hmm. school. You realized the importance of academics, how the lessons maybe that you you took upon yourself how are you able to share those types of experiences and lessons to kind of really help your players as well balance academics and athletics yeah I think it's um, you know two things come to mind like num- number one and maybe above all is just sim- the simplicity of time and priority management you know that's something we talk to our guys about all the time is you know planning your week, planning your day ahead of time, and then holding yourself accountable to it. You know, if, you know, we like I mentioned, we're 30 minutes from San Francisco and um, it's pretty easy to get a bleacher ticket to a Giants game on a Tuesday night and blow off your homework. But um, those are the small decisions that end up adding up. And then you, you know, you start playing catch up versus, Hey, you want to go to the Giants game? Great. Go, go have fun Tuesday night. But that means you got to study Monday night. You know, you got to, you got to do your homework at some other time. Um, and that's the biggest thing is guys that are able to to do that and compartmentalize and say, Hey, you know, I got, I got this going on this week. I've got to, you know, I've got to sacrifice some, some social time to really knock out these three papers that I've got. Um, you know, those are the guys that really have success academically. And, um, that's how, you know, we try to help with that a lot. And, um, planning and and sticking with it and um i think that's that's the major the major thing for for us and i think that's where that's the difference in in guys having academic success and and not absolutely and and uh and coach let me let me just kind of keep going along through your Mm -hmm. through your career you've also had the opportunity to really coach a, a lot of guys who have gone on to the major leagues they've they've been drafted They've signed, they played professionally. Kind of give us some, some insight as to how you saw them, the particular players, really kind of preparing themselves to get to the next level. What, what, what did that look like? What maybe set them apart? Yeah, you know, I, I actually think about that quite often, you know, and trying to understand, like, what's the difference with guys that end up 
having those opportunities and guys that maybe don't and maybe maybe fizzle out. And the one thing that continually comes to mind is that uh, one of the common things I've noticed with with those guys is they, for the most part, had tremendous confidence, not necessarily in their pure ability on the field, but their ability to figure things out, if that makes sense. Like, um, I think of a guy we had at Northridge, Justin Turner was a, a left-handed hitting, left-handed uh, outfielder, center fielder, and he was a walk-on for us there. His dad had played at Northridge and he really wanted to, to be at um, CSUN. And so he came to us and ended up starting just about every game for four years. And he wasn't the best player as a freshman. You know, he struggled. And that's one thing that I think guys need to understand is that you know, everybody, regardless of who you are, has has challenges and has struggles and has uh, failure throughout their process. But um, he was one that that really stuck out and just the ability to, like, have that self-talk that I may not be figuring this out right now, but I will at some point. You know, and I, I may be uh, – as a left-handed hitter, I may be getting carved up by left-handed pitching in the Big West right now, but I know I'm going to figure it out. And that was – I think that's one thing that I've seen that those guys have in common. You know, Kenny Rosenberg was a left-handed pitcher for us at, at Northridge who um, was throwing 84 as a freshman, and uh, he he would say he was out of shape. I didn't think he was that out of shape, but he would say he was and um, ended up getting a back injury and just – his ability to, to stay with it and have that, that mindset that, you know, I'm going to get there someday. I don't know when that's going to be, but, I, but it's going to come. And, you know, he's been up and down in the, in the big leagues with the angels for, for a couple of years now. And um, I think that's, that's really the, the difference is guys that have the confidence in themselves to figure it out, that, that really continue to, because they're going to continue to put in the work, right? Like that's what it, that's what it comes down to. They don't give up. They just keep keep going and keep putting in the work because they they believe they truly believe that they're going to figure it out at some point, and that's that's fun to be around. I think it is, and I tell you, that's really kind of kind of leads right into the to the next couple of things that I really want to talk about is going to be recruiting, and and that's interesting. Almost you're you're kind of giving two great examples right off the bat of guys that were already at the college level, high level. And, uh, and as a freshman, they still needed a lot of development, but they kept yeah. developing. And everybody's kind of on a different trajectory at a different time. And I think that will lead into to us talking a little bit more about recruiting. But before we do, again, let me thank our audience for joining. Uh, thank you so much for the support. Again, for, for jumping on with uh, Now D1 Speaks. If um, I mentioned earlier, if you got in late, we record it because we retweet it. But we also record this because we turn it into a podcast. And that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And our core audience is uncommitted baseball players and college coaches. And it's a great environment where uh, prospects can come on and they can really talk about their achievements that are off the field. What kind of classes they're taking, what their GPA is how they're working out in the in their weight room, how they treat teammates, classmates, how they treat their parents. Just kind of gives them this opportunity to say, hey, coach, I'm, a, I'm really of the right stuff. And the great thing about coaches coming on, it really kind of gives insight back to those uncommitted prospects as to, hey, this is really what it takes to kind of get to this next level. And at the same time, it gives coaches an opportunity to say, this is who I am. 
and this is the program that I represent. So we have found that this is really a pretty good environment. And I would certainly hope that if you enjoy conversations like this, go find us. Again, we're on every Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Uh, now D1 Speaks is out there. I would certainly appreciate it if you would subscribe to it. So Coach Goulding, but you know what? Before we get into the recruiting, I, I would really be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Hey, hey you're, you're, you're kind of wrapping up your fall season. How are you guys looking? And what's your expectation coming into the spring for uh, this year? Yeah, these guys uh, have really, in the last few weeks, really figured out or are, are figuring out how to, how to work day in and day out. You know, we're um, a fairly young team this year, fairly inexperienced, but I really like the group that we have. And I think we, uh, you know, we, I was talking to them yesterday after the game, we, we got a we got a chance to be be pretty darn good, and uh, we got left-handed pitching, we got right-handed pitching, we got left-hand hitting, and, and some right-handed hitting. So I think we're a pretty uh, pretty well-rounded group. Um, but I've been been mostly impressed with their ability to to put in the work every day, and that's what it's you know, that's really what it's about. And um, you know, the talk we had yesterday was just you know we're going to win some, we're going to lose some, and some, the ball is going to bounce our way at times, and Sometimes it's not, but if we can stay with it and um, play one pitch at a time, then I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be okay. And that's, you know, that's really my, my expectations for them is to be able to play every pitch um, with competitiveness and with intent. And, you know, we'll let the, let the scoreboard end up as it will from there. Hey, that sounds pretty exciting, though. It's, it's got to be a good feeling, kind of, especially being a young team and feeling like yeah. you're really got the athletes and uh, yeah. and, you, and you got an opportunity to do something and really build upon it. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That makes the days a lot more fun, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. These guys are these guys are fun to be around. We've got a few characters and uh, they, they've uh, got a pretty good balance of, you know, having fun, but also also getting after it. And we like to kind of poke fun at each other and it's a good it's a good uh good vibe out there sure. absolutely hey we were alluding to just a little bit earlier about recruiting and uh you'd even brought up the covid year and so forth and man just the overall landscape of recruiting has changed drastically just in the last couple of years you know it's mm -hmm. certainly the covid changed the game with 60 year seniors out there and so forth and and then the transfer portal as well. I mean, you know, and that's just created probably a new monster in and of itself. I, I'm curious for you, you know, as you, what advice would you give to uncommitted prospects and really even their families as well? What is it that they could do to kind of stand out, maybe get on your radar, that kind of thing? And, and then once they are on your radar, how do they stay there? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, what – what kind of character traits do they need or, or so forth just so that they don't become a kind of a turnoff to you or, you know, raises a red flag? Sure. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, getting on the radar, I think is, um, it's doing things right all the time. Um, that's one thing that I think maybe some prospects don't quite understand is how, um, connected we are as coaches with either their high school coach or their travel ball coach and um, you know we're going to do our homework on that that kind of stuff off the field because you know we want to bring in guys that 
that we want to be around, that are going to be good teammates, that are going to work hard. Uh, and so we'll ask those questions to, to their coaches. And most coaches are uh, are honest because – and I tell our guys the same thing. If I get a call from a from a four-year coach, I, I have to be honest with them because I have relationships with those guys. And if you're consistently late to practice and, um, you know, going to the bathroom three times during study hall and um, things like that, I, you know, it's, I, I have to be honest. And I think, you know, high school travel ball coaches are the same with us. And so um, that's probably first and foremost. And then um, social media has become, you know, a really good avenue for that. Um, I don't love it, but it's a, it's a <laughs> kind of the nature of the beast a little bit with Twitter and, uh, and things that, uh, I think is actually a good tool um, to just get publicity out there and put some video out and guys are able to find it. Coaches are and um, things like that. And in terms of staying on the radar, the one, of, one of the biggest things that I would recommend is if you want to go to a school and you're interested in that place uh, and maybe you've made contact with the coaches and they've reciprocated interest in you, make sure you stay, stay on it, right? Like stay in, in contact it doesn't have to be much it, it could just be hey hey coach i just got a new um pr on my deadlift last week yeah, little things like that it's just just to keep yourself in the in the forefront of those coaches minds because as much as i i don't like it we get we get busy and you know things are going fast and there's things you know we got practice and our guys and our development and then you know um if you and then the point is if you really want to go to a place um you kind of got to take control of, of your own recruitment and, and make sure that um, you're, you're staying up with that. Cause you know, I've never met a coach that doesn't want guys that want to go to his school. So, hmm. um, you know, that's, that's one thing that uh, if you want to go there, uh, you got to kind of keep with it and stay on it and, uh, you know, be the, be the squeaky wheel a little bit, you know, until you know, maybe the coach will say, Hey, you know, we don't have a spot for you, et cetera. But, um, you know, keep stay with it and uh, and keep ownership of your own recruiting. I think is the biggest advice I can give. I think that's great advice, especially about the squeaky wheel. And you know what? Sometimes yeah. it's not a bad thing to hear. You know what? We don't have a spot for you. You're better off to know it that that's not an opportunity, so that you can move on to other opportunities than just sit right. there hoping that it's going to work out. I think that's great yeah. advice all the way around. Okay, coach. Well, I got to tell you, that really kind of leads right into your current situation, being a coach at a junior college. Not only are you on the road recruiting new prospects to come in to fill your roster, you've also got a, a, a high level of urgency to see your guys moving on to the next level as well. How involved are you and your coaches in that part of the recruiting? Oh, that's, you know, a huge, huge, huge aspect for us. And the one thing that, you know, I kind of try to organize my mind and, and my days is in three ways. Like I, I feel like if we're, if we're recruiting, developing and transferring, then we're doing, we're doing our jobs as junior college coaches. And so that's kind of where I try to keep my focus is on, on those three things. And that's, that's daily. That's, you know, on a, sticky note on my desk and like you know am i doing those three things at at a high level like recruiting the next the next group developing our group and and working hard on on getting guys out that um are going to be fits for them too i think that's one of the 
one of the biggest things that um, we try to do is we have a ton of conversations with our guys on, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? I, obviously everybody wants to go to division one and play in the SEC and play in the power five. And of course it, that's great. We want that for them too, but um, we try to get into the specifics of, do you want a, a private school, a, a small school, a big school? Are you 100% set on a school that has football? <laughs> you know, those, those types of things that we, ha- we have those conversations constantly. And, um, you know, we'll do a, a few like goal setting things with our, um, with our sophomores and guys that are able to <clears throat> transfer out and, you know, we'll pick a school and say, all right, like you want to go to, I don't know, San Diego state. Great. Let's uh, figure out how we're going to get there. And here are the things that the steps we need to take to get there. And um, we'll do our best to, to help keep you on that, on that path. And, um, but I think it's coming up with a, a plan. First of all, you know, we've got some guys that say, I absolutely want to get out of California. Okay, great. You know, we can have those conversations with four-year coaches when, when we get those calls and say, Hey man, it might be a, uh, might be an uphill battle for you. You're in California and he, he wants to leave California you know? <laughs> and, uh, and vice versa. Some guy that yeah, I absolutely want to stay in California. So th- those types of things that, um, that we're, we're constantly doing, but, you know, I try to keep myself accountable to those three things, you know, recruit, develop, and transfer. I think those are the, the, the three biggest things that, that we can do here. And uh, that's a, a major part uh, of what we're doing. Sounds like it. And I, I yeah. just got to tell you, I think there's just so many advantages to junior college and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's just remarkable that you took the junior college route you, you had an opportunity to coach outside, yeah, hey, Division One, four-year institutions, and you made a decision to, to uh, come back to your, to your, like I said earlier, your stomping grounds. I think you really see the advantages of junior college as well. I mean, if, you, if you're making a pitch, you know, to a kid, to, what, what is that pitch? What's the draw yeah. to say, hey, come to, co- come to CSM? Well, I think – for sure, the development, like we mentioned earlier, there's the sheer time that we're able to put in um, with coaches, with one-on-one work and, you know, team practice. Yeah, that's that's great. We're going to get better in team practice. But in my opinion, true development, whether that's on the mound or with an infielder, outfielder, catcher, hitter, is, um, is in the, those one-on-one situations where you can really, you know, spend thir- even 30 minutes with one guy. You're going to get 50 swings and it's coordinated and, um, you know, with a coach. I think that's a major, major part of it. Um, the other part is, you know, our freshmen and sophomores here, you know, in high level junior college are not that dissimilar from most freshmen and sophomores at four year schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the difference is juniors and seniors are 22, 23 years old that, you know, by then those guys that that makes the overall level of, of play uh, much higher. And, I think sometimes that can get lost in uh, with all the information that prospects get. And, you know, they see, you know, these guys on TV that are freshman All-Americans and things like that. And there are are definitely some of that, but um, that's a very, very small percentage of, of college freshmen that are, that are doing things like that. And so um, being able to compete against guys that are closer to your age, um, almost, especially now with the COVID stuff being, pretty much done at junior college is everybody on the field is 18 to 20 years old. And, you know, you're not trying to compete against a 23 year old 
man, uh, like you do at the four-year level. And so, um, I think those, those two things are, are huge. And then, um, a lot of guys need a year or two just in terms of physical development. And that was, that was me coming out of high school where, um, I had some ability and stuff and, you know, could play some defense, but I just wasn't, just wasn't strong enough to compete at the, at the four-year level yet against grownups, you know, being 18 years old and still growing into my body and things that, um, I think that's a huge thing for, um, the junior college route. And on top of that, the quality of baseball is, is very good, um, throughout, throughout California and throughout the country, really in junior college, there is some very high level, um, baseball being played. And it's, sometimes I think it's, it's funny when I, when I hear kids say, well, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go to junior college. And I kind of, I kind of smile a little bit. Oh, you just, you just, okay. All right. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's, um, it's a, it's a great, great way to kind of ease into college. You know, you're not jumping into a huge, huge school with, uh, you know, 30,000 students and, um, you know, not every school is like that, of course, with private schools and things, but, um, academically, it gives you that ability to kind of get your general ed done and, um, you know, get that under your belt before maybe you're not quite sure what you want to major in yet. Um, that's a really good path for junior college that um, you can get that out of the way. And after a year or two, you understand what you want to do a little bit better um, before you jump into those upper division classes. So uh, I, I, I really think it's a great, great route for, for a lot of, for a lot of kids, for sure. I got to tell you, it's a great pitch. And, and, and the reality of it is it's not a pitch. It's the truth. And, yeah. and I know you don't know this. Uh, I, I, well, maybe you do know it, but I'm located in Florida. And junior college baseball in Florida is unbelievably good. I mean, it is remarkably good. And uh, one of the things that always catches my attention in many ways, I feel like the guys that go junior college, they kind of keep – the um, the advantage on their side they still have their options open that you know yeah. it gives them the opportunity if they are a high level guy man you're still eligible for the draft after a, your freshman year you know you can start looking at other opportunities of where it is that you want to go to school if you want to continue to pursue a degree and uh, to your point it gives you an opportunity to get a degree really at a lesser cost as well. And uh, just tremendous, tremendous advantages to junior college. So, and I got to tell you, coach, I have thoroughly enjoyed this evening. I mean, I just think that, um, I mean, you absolutely know what you're talking about and you've got the track record to prove it. And uh, I think you're a great representative of the institution that you're, that you're coaching right now. And you've got a program that's on the rise you're excited about young talent making a, a good run this year and what's going to lead to next year as well. And it just sounds like you're absolutely doing everything the right way. I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. And I got to tell you, you really gave a lot of good advice to the, to our core audience out there that's trying to figure out how they can get to the next level. And uh, I know I'm appreciative of that. And I know there's a lot of families and lives that you will have absolutely touched. So thank you very, very much for taking some time out just to, to jump on the phone with us and, and to educate us a l- just a little bit. We certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was a, this is a good time. And, you know, I think it, like you said, I'm hoping to help in any way that I can. And uh, hopefully if, you know, if my experience can help somebody learn a little bit more about the process, then I'm happy to share any time. And 
you know, I'm just trying to just trying to keep on keeping on in the uh, <laughs> wise wise words of Joe Dirt, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I, uh, I I appreciate you having me, and uh, no, it was, it was definitely fun, and I'm glad I could help in any way. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much. And man, I absolutely wish you the best of success and, and certainly the College of San Mateo as well. So again, thank you very much for being here. And with that, I think we'll say good night. All righty. Thank you. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.